The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. circle up folks because it's time for the virginia wrestling roundup a show by the virginia wrestling association the virginia wrestling roundup is also brought to you by cliff keen athletic built for life get more information on cliff keen products by going to matttalkonline.com slash cliff keen i'm jason bryant a proud virginia native and each month we'll talk about relevant events and topics as it relates to the landscape of vawa and the wrestling community in the state of virginia at large as always, you can find out all you need to know about VAWA by going to virginiawrestling.com. Episode 5 of the Virginia Wrestling Roundup brought to you by the Virginia Wrestling Association and Cliff Keen Athletic Built for Life. Jason Bryan here with you with Episode 5. Exciting news today. We'll be joined by State Chairman Bill Swink and Executive Director of VAWA, Andrew Farah, and our guest today, the new head women's wrestling coach at Ferrum College down in Ferrum, Virginia. That's in Franklin County. Chris Michael joins us. And before we really get into our topic of discussion today, first of all, Andrew, this is this is a real exciting time in Virginia wrestling as we're into the freestyle and Greco season. we got a new women's program. We'll talk with Chris about that. But this is you know, we got an exciting summer coming up. We've got events that we need to talk about, events that are coming up. Andrew, just, just give us the spiel, man. What's going on with VAWA here? A lot going on. It is national team season. Greco freestyle time. We just wrapped up the uh, kids Greco freestyle state tournament on Saturday, uh, held side by side with the uh, freestyle club duels. We had 11 teams, uh, including a team from North Carolina. Uh, awesome action. Um, got to watch some of our, our best kids uh, who have proven themselves around the country. Uh, spent all day talking with coaches and wrestlers and parents about cadet duels east coast duels fargo camp at virginia tech in july fargo coming up a uh, lot going on exciting time bill uh your take on the exciting times obviously we, you know we, we've all got uh families and things outside of wrestling and uh, i understand you got hung up in some traffic this weekend how did that go with that beltway and, and, and your kid's soccer game <laughs> yeah well you know i-95 on a sunday uh, this time of year is not fun, and starting next weekend, it even gets funner. After uh, Memorial Day weekend, it, it it'll get worse. It's bad enough during the week, but now we got to worry about Sundays as well. So, not fun, but you know, two hour trip takes you three and a half hours. So. I just remember my runs from when I was living in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, running back down to Pocosin, and I would have to run through the Baltimore Beltway and the D.C. Beltway. Sometimes I hit it just right. I could be back in the 757 in about four hours and 15 minutes. If I did not hit that right, it is taking me nine hours. It's taking me nine hours. So anyway, but, uh, Bill, exciting time. We, we had our freestyle in Greco States. Uh, you know, just give us a quick recap of what we've got from the junior and cadet level and, uh, and some things for those listening that, uh, you know, if there's any more cracks to get into Fargo, you know, training camps, things like that, you know, what, is, what was the, uh, the reaction there with our freestyle states for the juniors and cadets? Well, juniors and cadets we held early this year. Um, it was a move that the uh, board had decided on in the fall. Um, Greco numbers were about the same. We were a little concerned about going in April versus 
in May and uh, freestyle we had Andrew confirm can confirm what a fifteen percent increase in participants in freestyle. So uh, that was good news. Uh, quality was outstanding. A um, lot of great matches. A um, lot of scoring going on. Um, your uh, old club PWA won the Cadet Greco Team Championship. Uh, Virginia Team Predator cleaned up and won the uh, Junior Greco as well as both. Uh, Cadet and Junior Freestyle Championships um, at those events. Um, you know, we had uh, a lot of uh, outstanding efforts uh, turned in. Um, in Greco, uh, Clay Smith was the outstanding wrestler, uh, or River Curtis was, excuse me, and Ross Graham was the outstanding wrestler in Junior Greco. Um, That's a name I know a little bit about. You did another another from your stomach grounds in, in, in Picosin, um, in freestyle. Um, Clay Smith was the cadet outstanding wrestler and, uh, trying to find my notes here. Andrew, help me out. Who won the junior free outstanding wrestler? Ooh, Josh Wyland. Josh Wyland. That's right. Deep weight at 132. 132. Awesome wrestling, yeah. So um, it was a great, great tournament, uh, lots of competition. Uh, Andrew mentioned the uh, Freestyle Club Duels. It was open for eighth graders through uh, seniors, and we had a lot of our top wrestlers there, top teams. Um, Virginia Team Predator beat the Ford Draft Wrestling Club in a, in a good bout in the finals and third and fourth place match. Um, Marauders out of Manassas uh, beat St. Christopher's Wrestling Club and. Um, I think Virginia Elite out of Christiansburg finished fifth. So um, great competition all around. Uh, I, some of those weights, there were you know three or four state champs in, in multiple weight classes at that club duel. So kids tournament, um, that's an area we still need to try to grow. But numbers were about the same as they've been every year for the last three or four years. And uh, we had yeah. – it's, it's, going, it's going to the dogs, man. It's going a, to the dogs. The Banditos uh, cleaned house in, in both of those competitions out of uh, Fairfax County. They uh, they dominated both uh, Greco-Roman and Freestyle, and, and uh, they're doing a heck of a job getting the younger kids out there wrestling Freestyle and Greco. Um, they're going to develop a lot of good wrestlers. Um, with their commitment to the, their program there. Now, as we move forward, uh, you know, with, with opportunities, obviously, what, what is the process? Now, we've got our kids that have qualified, but uh, say there's still, there are any openings left for kids that, that, that may have missed out on this qualifier circuit that uh, maybe prom, you know, SATs, all that stuff. What's, what's our qualifying procedure? Sure. There's, there's really only one more chance, or two chances, actually. You have uh, Southeast Regionals this coming weekend. Uh, they can qualify there, and, and the cadets could still qualify at the FILA Cadet Tournament two weekends. So we have those, and then you know, then we get into the uh, dual meets, and nationals will be here right after that. So you know, we'll have training camps for the kids and and the uh, cadets and juniors coming up, and we'll keep on rolling that way. So you got two more shots to qualify: either Southeast Regional this week, uh, FILA Cadets in two weeks, um, or actually, you know, that are close to us. There are a couple other regionals, but those would be uh, some travel involved. JB, you were talking about opportunities and while the uh, 
opportunities to qualify are, are beginning to dwindle. Um, we had a conference call of national team coaches last week, and we were talking about training camps and, and how to get everyone together. And our cadet director, Ross Jatomer, had a great idea, uh, and he suggested that we, uh, we begin to open our training camp up a little bit, and we're going to... Uh, we're going to start to get our, our uh, or invite our, our best schoolboys to our Fargo training camp so they can spend some time around the national team coaches and 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 get to work with guys on their uh, on their skill level. So uh, uh, we want everybody who's uh, who's ready to work, whether you're going to Fargo or not, even if you're a an older schoolboy, to uh, think about coming to Tech from July eight to eleven. Uh, we had a great time last year and. And Roby and Dresser and, and Hoffman are, um, you know, uh, really uh, going out of their way to make sure that we're taken care of again this year for our Fargo camp. Really excited about that. Yeah, here's what I like about that. Well, you know, you say that the gears start turning. And I remember when I first started going to Fargo uh, with Team Virginia, I'd noticed there'd be kids from all over the state. And, you know, the only chance that they would really have to interact with these coaches that are on the national staff would be at either the camp right before they went to Fargo. I mean, it's not a whole lot of time to really build a relationship and rapport. And, you know, you've got your club, your, your coaches that have their kids. They're typically got them. But when they pick up, the, you know, the kid from the, the little club who's kind of by himself, you know, picking up, I mean, where, where does that relationship get fostered? And I, I like that where you're bringing in the schoolboys. So when they're re- these are the kids that want to go to Fargo. They're going to want to be on that stage. So now they're, they're being, getting themselves acquainted with, if they want to know Greco, hey, hey, go over here and talk to, to Coach Prebish or look down at Coach Prebish because you're 14 and you're taller than he is. And then look <laughs> up at Coach Summerlin and look down at that giant beard of his. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I'm looking at him like, man, this, that's, that's a good idea. Because those kids are the ones that are that are gonna want to go, so why not build those relationships now? Sure, uh, we're also gonna have a cadet duels training camp, and then uh, Strickland is uh, is organizing, or we're, he's working with us to organize some training in uh, late June here in Richmond, and we're putting that together right now. Nothing more than just uh, you know a, a couple workouts one day, spend the night, couple workouts the next day, but uh, ramping back up our, our training. Um, for kids here in the state and just want to provide opportunities, um, you know, getting them in front of the other coaches, uh, letting them get to know the other guys uh, on the squad. And, um, you know, we may not be taking a, a group as big as some of these other Midwest states to Fargo, but, but our kids that we're taking, uh, we feel like they're going to be pretty well prepared. Yeah, I'm still just looking forward to the the camping, man, or the the the, the picnics, man. That was, that was a great – I can't talk about that enough. But as, as we move forward, for information, you know, how can they go about getting information? Obviously, go to virginiawrestling.com. Will there be blog updates? Will they go to the uh, the contact forms? How will, will schoolboys be interested in uh, parents that need to – schoolboys and girls, I guess, in this case. You know, if parents want to get involved and get their kids in these training camps, where do they contact? Where do they go? Sure. Well, uh, I'll be at Southeast Regionals, so um, we've already spoken to a bunch of them. Um, my contact information is on virginiawrestling.com, but we're, we've already sent out invitations to both uh, cadets and juniors who are not necessarily going to Fargo and uh, working with uh, you know, the coaches and, and parents of those elite schoolboys. Uh, so uh, at this point, it's really just word of mouth and, um, and using our, our networks uh, here in the state, but uh, we want to build that to be a pretty big camp as we move forward. And uh, Jason, don't forget uh, this year when you're in Fargo, you got to find out how many of the boys on the team are younger than your mug. Well, 
That's actually, so you're the guys with, with the birth dates. I can tell you exactly how old my mug will be on July. Hold on. Let me look at my calendar. Let's see. July 17th. When I roll into town, it will be 17 years old. So that means every cadet, every cadet in the tournament years of birth, 99, 2000 for Fargo this year. Wow. Actually, no. So the key is they've got, if it's 99, they've got to be, if they were born before July 17th, 1999, they're older than the mug. But anyone after that. Yeah. And in case for those of you wondering, we have, (laughs) there's a story here and I, you can't just say what we can't just leave it at that. Uh, I was, uh, Part of my first Virginia trip, Team Virginia trip, with uh, Virginia USA Wrestling was uh, actually. Here's the quick story. Here's the quick story before we get to Chris, who's probably going crazy right now, listening because we haven't even talked to him yet. But uh, 1999, um, do, you know, Matt Talk Online was in its old its old days. It was still still learning to become what it was. It was still done in Microsoft Publisher. It was quite a terrible looking website. And Bill was writing Virginia Wrestling Roundup in like Notepad or something using like <laughs> you're right IMG. SRC equals spinning ball dot GIF. And so uh, Mike Newburn, who at the time was with, with Virginia USA wrestling, he was also working with the AAU at the time. And he goes, Hey, Gary Alcon couldn't make it. We got an extra ticket to Fargo. You want to go? And this is like the day before the, the trip. And I'm, I'm like, I'm working at a Kentucky fried chicken at the time. I wasn't, wasn't proud of my work environment, but then uh, I call the boss. Hey, I got to go to this national wrestling tournament. Like it's cool. And ever since then, uh, it's been good to go. I got picked up a mug from a, a local haunt, and I've been bringing that mug back ever since. And that mug is now this will be my seventeenth straight year coming up. And the best part is now it's uh, it's it's six turns from my driveway. So as as I live in Minnesota, so that's the short version on the mug. So if you were born before July seventeenth, nineteen ninety nine, you are older than my turf mug. That being said. Big news. We're going to shift gears here because Bill just threw me for a curveball. <laughs> Shifting gears, the big news came out of Virginia. Ferrum College, which had just recently started a Division Three men's program a couple years ago, coached by Nate Yetzer down there in, uh, in the moonshine capital of the world, in, just outside of Boone's Mill in Franklin County. Frank, uh, Ferrum College, you know, turning the world up on its ear again, being a trendsetter, becoming an NCAA Division Three institution that is starting varsity women's wrestling, and they selected our own Chris Michael to be that program's first women's head coach. And Chris, he's been sitting here waiting patiently here on the call. And Chris, first of all, this has got to be got to be big for you. I mean, how excited are you to go down to Ferrum and start your own program on women's wrestling? Uh, it's, it's really exciting news. Uh, you know, I, I want to thank Vowa for giving the opportunity to work with them, um, for letting uh, Sarah, Tim, and I start Virginia women's wrestling over the past couple of years to uh, all the families of all the girls and all the volunteers who help out through all the tournaments uh, throughout the year, because it's not easy. Uh, It's a lot of hard work, and uh, it's just a great opportunity for our girls in Virginia and throughout the country, uh, you know, to come to Ferrum. You know, it's a small school. It's a private school, but it's a great experience. It'll be a great process for them to help them develop into the best uh, woman athletes they can be both on and off the mat. Now, for those that don't know, um, a little bit, little bit of background on yourself. When did you, when did you come to Virginia? Where, where have you been? What's your background? I mean, there's a lot of these questions that uh, you know I've got to, I got to fill in a couple gaps for me. But uh, for the rest of the state, and let us know who is the man behind Chris Michael and that wonderful beard you typically sport. <laughs> All right, uh, I grew up in Ohio, uh, in, in Cleveland. I ended up moving out to the suburbs, and uh, 
I used to play basketball. I used to get technical or flagrant fouled out of every game, and my mom and dad stopped coming to them. Uh, I went to Our Lady of Angels, a little, little uh, private school there, and we moved out to the suburbs, and uh, there was basketball tryouts, so I was going to try out for that. And I saw these guys rolling out a mat when I was in the eighth grade, and they were picking each other up and slamming each other on the ground. And I was like, that's legal? You know, you can do that? And they're like, yeah. I was like, I'm not going to basketball tryouts anymore. So that's that's literally how I started wrestling in the eighth grade in Ohio. Um, I, you know, I wrestled up through the circuit, um, tried to make a Fargo team my junior year. I got hurt my senior year. Joined the Navy about a year out of high school, found out about the all-Navy team, tried out for that, uh, made the team. I've been in Virginia since about 2007. Uh, when I was in the Navy, I was a CB diver. I did underwater construction and demolition at Underwater Construction Team 1 uh, in Virginia here in the Virginia Beach area. And my command really supported me. You know, while I was on active duty, they let me go wrestle for two years at the, you know, formerly it was called the United States Olympic Education Center in Marquette, Michigan. Now it's the Olympic training site. And I wrestled under uh, Coach Herman and uh, Coach Willie Madison, who's in Maryland right now. Um, when I was on the Navy team, and they both actually got the positions up there and Marquette when Coach Hall uh, stepped down. And uh, I wrestled there for the two years, and I wrestled with Agassiz Manukian, too, who's the assistant there now. And uh, it was just a great experience, you know, wrestling at the, the senior level and, and giving everything I could. Unfortunately, you know, the Navy doesn't have a WCAP team like the Army does where you can try to do it for 10 or 15 or your whole career. Uh, it's a little different, so my command wanted me back. Uh, after 2012, and then I finished out my couple years in the service here, starting Virginia Women's Wrestling and working with VAWA, working on my coach's credentials, and here I am now, the head uh, women's wrestling coach at Ferrum. So now you got to pack up and move all the way across the state. I mean, that's uh, you know, it's it's within the state, but man, that's that's a bit of a it's a bit of a hike. It, it is a five-hour drive. I know I've actually stayed on campus at Ferrum, and actually I'm going to tell you a little anecdote about my the first time. Actually, this is the one and only. And Nate Yetzer doesn't even know this story. So here we go. Well, I want to say it was 2001. I just go back to college. Bill knows about my year off, and uh, Andrew wasn't here in Virginia. Well, he was still, probably still in Virginia, just wasn't around me yet. And uh, so I have I haven't taken one night class in the spring semester because at that point. Wrestling is so much. Bill knows this. I'm announcing tournaments on Friday and Saturday, so I'm not going to take Friday classes. And there's so much stuff with the rankings and Matt talking and working at the newspaper. I'm not going to take any classes. So I took one class or, or half load or one class in that, that spring semester because of wrestling. So this night class, it's on a Thursday night in, at the Virginia Beach site at Old Dominion. And I could not take the exam early. Now, this is the day before the AA and single-A state wrestling tournament. So normally I'm out there Thursday ready to go. I'm at Mac and Bob's or Mac and Do's. I'm doing what I did in my 20s. You know it. And, uh, yeah, okay, night class, 7 to 10. The exam is over at 945. I drive to Ferrum from Virginia Beach and probably get to Ferrum at around 3-something in the morning, sleep for about three hours, wake up, have to stop by the DMV to reinstate my license on the way, which had expired unbeknownst to my knowledge, then on to Salem for the state tournament. So, I've spent about three and a half hours on Salem's camp, uh, Ferrum's campus, on my way back from Salem. So uh, that's that's my Ferrum story. And Chris, I, I really hope that it's it's uh, it's very it's I hope it's beautiful in the daytime because I've never seen it with with the sun up. 
you know, it's it's a small school, but it, it's it's good that it's small in in that way. You you you're gonna have a lot of time to study and wrestle and not have too many uh, college shenan- shenanigans going on. Hey, Andrew, what's that place with the mozzarella sticks and the goofy stuff on the wall? Is it shenanigans? No, I'm just Shen- okay. shenanigans. They have lots of those in Chapel Hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Andrew, uh, you know the women's wrestling thing. It, it kind of ties you. You've got a lot of experience with this. I mean, you spent time down in Texas, and why don't you just educate us uh, Virginians here about uh, you know the growth of women's wrestling in Texas and where where that's gone? With you know they've got a, a women's program there with Wayland Baptist with a men's program like Farum's got. And basically, when you're when you're a female wrestling in Texas and you go down to a tournament. Guess what? If you're on a, you're the girl on the boys team, you're you're not wrestling against the boys. You're wrestling in a girls tournament, usually on the same site. So, you know, explain what you learned about women's wrestling down there, and and how much uh, Virginia is trying to adopt some of the same systems. Sure, I was coaching and teaching at an all boys school, and when I was helping put together a schedule, I would come to our head coach and say, "We need to go to this tournament and that tournament because all the stud squads, Allen, Texas, so on and so forth, are there." And he'd say, "Well, they have boys." a boys bracket and a girls bracket and we're an all boys school. So we're not going to that. Um, it's awesome from a women's wrestling perspective. You have high school tournaments and, and the gyms and schools are so big that they'll have one gym for the boys brackets and, and another gym for the girls brackets. And, um, it was really my time at Dallas dynamite, uh, where I, where it really opened my eyes because we had serious girls coming in, um, uh, a few girls made their way to the Olympic Training Center, and, and with the body bar being held there in the Dallas Metroplex, um, it, they take it seriously. Um, it's one of three or four states where girls wrestling is a high school sanctioned sport. So um, it's not just uh, the the brave girl that's willing to go to practice with the guys, um, but uh, a team of girls that are that are looking to to compete against other girls and and continue. Uh, at the next level, if opportunities present themselves, so uh, really gained an appreciation for it. And 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 I tell you what, uh, I have a little experience coaching young ladies, but um, ha- I gained a ton of respect for um, people like Chris that can do both. You know, he he'll be coaching Greco uh, in Fargo, and then he'll run over and, and coach the ladies in the duel. And that's two different beasts. And being able to communicate with both athletes and, and communicate effectively is uh is a unique skill so uh really lucky that they're getting a triple threat and by that i mean uh someone who can uh, hop into the to uh, the workout room with uh, the big guys when uh Yetzer's running workouts for for their team uh someone who can obviously uh, relate and recruit uh and guide those young women uh in his program and then also somebody that's going to uh take both both, athlete, both athletes from both teams on the Greco freestyle circuit in the spring and summer. Um, good things are happening in Ferrum. It's, it's pretty cool to see. Chris, when you look at these opportunities, I mean, if you've ever thought that when you're sitting there, you're in the Navy, it's like, I'm going to be coaching women's wrestling someday. Did that ever cross your mind? I, never. <laughs> you know, I, I remember being at the center and the, the girls one year practiced before us, and then the next year we, we had to switch practice times. And I remember them trying to throw, you know, Avon's dummies and they were falling on top of them. And I remember when I first started learning to throw those dummies, how bad I was. And I, I really saw those girls have the same desire, the same passion, you know, that that guys do for the sport, you know. And uh, 
I really just took a liking to that. You know, I was like, wow, we work just as hard as they do. Obviously, it's a little bit different. You know, obviously the sex difference, but um, it was it was amazing. And uh, I just took it. And when I got back here, you know, I, I met with Bill and, and Sarah and, and Tim and Dale Oliver. And we, we talked about just starting Virginia Women's Wrestling and just trying to find all the girls in the state you know, and give them the best opportunities for them to be successful and get to these national tournaments. And that's, that's what we've been doing the past two and a half years, you know, this year in Oklahoma, our first year in Oklahoma, we took seventh out of eighth in uh, folk style duels. And then this year we took fourth out of 12 teams. So we were actually in the championship bracket um, with, we were forfeiting five week classes. So I, I think that's a huge testament to um, our coaches um, throughout the state that give back to these girls and treat them with the respect as an athlete that they deserve. Um, and, and it's amazing for our girls too, because it gives them something to identify with, to believe in and look forward to um, every week. Now, when you look at, look at the, the, the dynamics of women's wrestling and the growth that uh, VAWA has put behind it in the state, I remember the first year of the, the junior women's tournament, I want to say 2001, 2002 in that range. And uh, Virginia took up, I think, two girls out, and, and the, the brackets weren't very big. And now you're seeing, uh, you know, the, the, the bracket itself. I mean, there's these are full days now. I mean, these these junior divisions are, are really getting big, and that's, you know, going to Fargo, you're going to be able to coach the girls' teams, and then of course, you're recruiting because when when you talk about recruiting in the women's wrestling, which is not yet uh, an, an official. NCA sanctioned sport, even though we're working towards getting that emerging sport status, and then that will lead to more programs. The NAI has been adding a lot of programs, but being at an NCAA school, you're, you're going to have to learn some rules there, Chris. I mean, what's what's it been like getting your feet wet and, and dealing with uh, you know all sorts of uh, compliance issues? Well, uh, not saying that you've had issues. I'm saying the the issues of learning compliance. How's that sound? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, when when I first got there, I, you know, I initially contacted Archie Randall at uh, Oklahoma City University because I know he works, you know, with with their girls and boys team, and he had forwarded me the WCWA bylaws. So, uh, being in the Navy as a diver, I've read a lot of manuals, and uh, there's a lot of procedures that we have to follow, you know, to safeguard the gear and everything, make sure everybody's okay. So, just getting into those bylaws and reading it, you know, making kind of a Cliff Notes version on the side of each page, and forwarding it on to, uh, to Nate, our athletic director and everything, and then learning the differences between WCWA and the NCAA. There's, there's, there's quite a lot of differences. Um, it's almost a little bit easier uh, for, for the girls than it is the boys, um, but there are a few girls than the boys, you know, obviously wrestling throughout the country. Now, is there going to be a day, I guess, Bill, you can jump on the, jump in on this. So can uh, Andrew and might as well crowd. just throw it out there for the first one who wants to answer. But take your time. Remember, we're on one phone call here. Is... Uh, with the depth that we've got in Virginia, when or how soon do you think we will be able to field a, a collegiate women's team with uh, hypothetically saying, uh, is there enough girls in the state to f- fully field uh, more than one college women's wrestling team? And uh, obviously there's some girls that have left the state and that option will always be there. But, uh, you know, is is our, our, is our growth that good that we're, we're, we're looking fair and then we're looking beyond fair for m- more schools possibly? Um, I, uh, I, I think so, Jason. I, I don't think we're far off from that. Um, it's a, a matter of uh, educating some of the girls. There's more girls competing at the high school level that Chris and Sarah haven't even corralled yet. So, you know, when they can, or in, when we can get those girls part of the program, um, you know, they're they're being they're folk style only specialists at this point, and get them doing some freestyle to transition into the collegiate wrestling 
Um, I think it'll grow even faster, and, and I think Ferrum adding a program will increase interest, which will hopefully lead to multiple programs in the near future. Andrew, you got anything on that? Uh, no, I couldn't agree more. The thing that comes to mind is that uh, we're experiencing growth, uh, but watching what Sarah, uh, Tim Greenleaf, and Chris have done on the national and, and statewide level, um, we're experiencing growth the right way on that elite level. Uh, the girls that are that are getting out of state to compete uh, know what's going on before they get there. Um, they have been part of these uh, – organized efforts to get them together to train and, and stay on the same page. They know one another. Uh, they're very good friends. This year, uh, as of now, we have 10 girls who are signed up to go to Fargo. That's up from uh, six or seven last year. Everyone who's eligible again this year is back for another trip, and they brought a few more with them. Uh, so um, not only are we growing, but we're growing the right way. Uh, I get to see Lauren Prada in the, in the room uh, a couple days a week, and and that's a young lady who works out with the guys all the t- time, uh, but is just chomping at the bit to uh, compete uh, against other against other girls in her age group, and and that's because one she's she's plugged in, but but two, she's um, connected to the the women's coaches and the other girls that are traveling around. So uh, we're growing. Um, we're, we're not taking anyone and everyone that wants to compete outside of the state. So um, it, from where I'm sitting, it, it seems like it's the right type of growth and, and people are really thinking about who's going and where they're going. And uh, it's exciting to see. You know, Chris, uh, yeah, obviously you've had the opportunity to work with the women's program quite a bit here in Virginia. And then of course, uh, Sarah Bahora is also uh, you know on the women's staff. I mean, and she comes from a wrestling background. Her dad was a wrestling Olympian, and you know, I mean, how much knowledge has have you guys been able to pull from her? I mean, she's got a lot of international experience, and, and you know, it's something that somebody that's come through the circuit as a female. I mean, what have you guys learned from her in her time in Virginia so far? We'll get her on the show eventually. We just uh, you know, this that thing, man. You know, people have jobs. <laughs> yeah, those jobs get in the way sometimes. Um, how you know, dare they how dare uh, a job get in the way of wrestling yeah i mean andrew i guess is the lucky one his job is uh wrestling so and chris's is now too so they're both uh in better position th- than i am as far as that goes i have to uh i have a real job that i have to use to make money um <laughs> but uh sarah's is, is been a great wealth of knowledge especially on you know, helping us understand the differences that there are, and there are differences. You know, we, we want to treat everyone the same, but there's differences in recruiting the athletes and training the athletes. Um, so she's been a huge asset to us in those matters, and, and she understands the uh, women's wrestling world uh, completely, and, and that's a huge plus for us as well. I want to shift gears a little bit because, you know, with, with Fairmat and the women's wrestling program, we haven't had a, really a chance to talk about uh, the new programs that have popped up in the state. Obviously, Ferrum itself 
at the Division Three level, Southern Virginia University, which had been floating around in the club level for a long time, their school making a, an investment in pushing that program to varsity status, and Hampton Sydney coming back. I, I was joking that Mike Newburn was going to have to find, you uh, have to give his wrestling mat back, you know, because for years <laughs> Newburn would have the Hampton Sydney mat at, at, at his various tournaments. But uh, you know, I mean, Bill, you've been here long enough, you know that. You know, we, we used to have – it was just Washington and Lee for a while in Division Three. Now we're seeing Ferrum, you know, Southern Virginia be there soon, Hampton, Sydney coming. This is – and these are a lot of small private schools. That's where these opportunities exist for, for our athletes that they don't necessarily all want to go to Virginia, Virginia Tech, Old Dominion, George Mason. They don't want necessarily want to go to a big school. They might want to go to a small school and wrestle within the state. Uh, I think it's a, a great opportunity. I think, you know, those are win-win advantages. They're win for the uh... – athletes and wrestlers of Virginia. It's a win for those colleges and universities to add wrestling into their uh, programming. Um, I, I, I would think we're going to see more growth, um, you know, that, that hopefully it'll snowball. And, you know, you got Hampton Sydney, uh, hopefully some of the other Old Dominion Athletic Conference teams uh, who used to have Division Three wrestling will start bringing those back and, uh, you know, it'd be nice to see a school like maybe Christopher Newport down in uh, the Tidewater Beach area and, and Mary Washington, you know, in the Fredericksburg area, uh, where we have a lot of good base of high school wrestling at. And ultimately, I'd like to see, uh, you know, even Division One programs come back. Well, got a couple of places in Richmond and William and Mary, you know, VCU, Richmond, William and Mary, um, Longwood, you know, you have a Division Two program. So hopefully uh, we'll see benefits from that. It, you, you can't – I mean, it, obviously it's working at Ferrum. You know, they've uh, they've expanded already uh, with their NCAA Division Three program, their women's program. And, Chris, also you're going to be in charge of the club program, correct? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be helping out with that, uh, with Great. the club program too. So, you know, hopefully – we can uh, we can gain some momentum and, and keep adding um, women's and, and men's programs here in Virginia. Yeah, as I look, I think is what uh, eighteen, nineteen Division three colleges within the state, and I think looking at the key there, I think Christopher Newport's one of the few that are actually state schools. So everything else is pretty much private. So, private. you know, you get those enrollment driven private schools. Those are the, those are the cash cows for these things. And uh, also we, we want to mention, even though it's a different state, but uh, just outside, I mean, cause we've flown out of Greensboro before to go to Fargo and mm-hmm. Greensboro college has started a division three wrestling program. And Eric Wentz is going to take over that program. He was the longtime uh, assistant and uh, he wrestled at uh, Gardner Webb. He was an assistant at Davidson. And obviously, you know, when the Virginia North Carolina schools are right there. I mean, so right now there's there's another another uh, you know home and home type of opponent for Ferrum's men's program when Hampton Sydney fires up. So, uh, you know, it's it, we're seeing a lot of growth in the subdivision one level. It would be nice to see uh, William and Mary get a program back. It would be it would be nice to see James Madison and Longwood get their programs back. But uh, of course, the state of college athletics, especially in Division One, the way it is right now. Uh, this cost of attendance thing, it's just kind of, we're going to have to just wait till the dust settles to figure out where we can add on the division one level. Well, yeah, that's a, that, that could be a whole show, I guess, talking about, you know, what is happening there. Um, but you're probably more in tune with that than we are. Cause you're a big, uh, research guy. Uh, you're always on top of that, Jason, but yeah, that, that maybe creates some issues at the division one level. Um, but who knows at this point? 
Last topic we want to broach, we want to go back to the VAWA side of things. We've talked women's wrestling. We've talked with Chris Michael. Congratulations on that job, by the way. I didn't actually even say that, Chris. Congrats on the gig. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, see, I mean, we got to say congrats first. I mean, plus, and congrats on that. Be- are you going to now with that? I got I to gotta stick on this beard thing, man, because you get a beard that ginormous. I mean, some of these some of these moms, when you go in to recruit their daughters, they're going to be like, maybe you don't have to. Are you going to have to reel that thing in a little bit, make it a little, little more uh, presentable or, or are you just going to let it go? The story behind the beard is, is I, I clean shave right after the state tournament. Uh, I did it two years ago. Um, and I let it grow out until Fargo. And I, I had a little hiccup where I got sick a couple of years ago and I ended up having to shave it uh, when I was at the doctor. So it wasn't quite as big as I'd like it to have been last year at Fargo. So this year it's going to be in full force. It's going to take full effect. After, I'll, I'll trim it back a little bit. Um, I think it's part of my identity. I can't really get rid of it. I think it makes a lot of opponents in the corner sometimes. They're like, man, that coach has a beard. I think I'm just going to get tech pinned right now. Yeah, so, Bill, what they're saying is is uh, Chris Michael, Ben Summerlin in every corner ever. <laughs> oh, my. That's a lot of hair. I don't think Ben – and Ben was my roommate in college. He has not shaved clean since his last college weigh-in, to my knowledge. I, I think you're correct. And that's been a number of years because we were both out – I mean, we're talking over 10 years here. We've been out. That's scary. That's quite scary. Considering yeah, I was in for almost – 10 but anyway that's another another story entirely it wasn't 10 was it, it Jason? was seven it was seven, seven. right seven come on now don't right. exaggerate it's seven yeah my wife was in for seven but she's got a master's degree <laughs> anyway the last thing we wanted to, to broach was the uh a little different location this year for well, actually a lot different location kids nationals will be out in wisconsin they are not in utah this year and andrew that understand we're going to do something a little different with the kids this year obviously the kids a a very uh, expansive age group. When you say kids, you're talking from five to right before the, you get to the, you, you get to the schoolboys at 14, 14, 15. I mean, you're talking. This is a large type of age group to handle, and uh, we're doing something different. We got some training camps. We're gonna we're gonna mix it up in in preparation for Wisconsin Dells, which is a resort town in the smack dab in the center of the state of Wisconsin. I live about uh, two and a half hours from there. But uh, so I'll make an appearance this year. But uh, training camps, Wisconsin Dells. Let's 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 talk about that, Andrew. Wisconsin Dells. Scott Cleaver, the uh, the godfather of the cheesehead, up in Kakana, Wisconsin. Scott is uh, is the man. For those that don't know him, he is uh, he is the man behind the curtain pulling the strings for Wisconsin USA wrestling with Dave Black, and they have. Um, they have control of the kids' nationals. It's moving from Utah to Wisconsin. So with that move, um, we are helping organize uh, a Virginia uh, contingency going out there led by David Manville and the Banditos. Uh, the Banditos have sent a few kids the past couple years, but there are going to be more kids going out this year. And before we leave, we're going to have a training camp June 28 and 29 at Episcopal High School in Alexandria, which is my alma mater, and uh, if you want to talk about facilities, uh, you gotta you gotta come to camp or or uh, check out Episcopal. I mean that place is is unreal, and it wasn't like that when I was there. But we're gonna have a two day training camp, and then they're gonna pile in the vans and head out. And uh, this is a training camp that is open to any and all um, schoolboys, schoolgirls, and under. Um, it's a little over fifty dollars a night, which is uh, it's a pretty doggone good rate. We will train a couple times each day, have access to the pool, awesome dining, and, and oh, by the way, we're three exits 
uh, from the Pentagon. So we're right there, and it just makes sense to have it in Northern Virginia, and uh, Episcopal is working with us. So if you are a schoolboy, schoolgirl in Virginia, Maryland, North Carolina, and you want to come and train with us before Kids Nationals, come on. George Bancroft from North Carolina was even asking me about it at the club duels on Saturday. So um, we may try and get some of uh, some of those out-of-staters there with us, uh, but looking forward to getting everybody together and uh, getting some good training in before they head up to Nationals at Wisconsin Dells. As, as we wrap up here, Episode 5 of the Virginia Wrestling Roundup, again, we'll just give you a, a brief rundown. Chris, uh, as we go around the horn, your first time on the show, you know, you, you – in a lot of cases, it might be uh, your first time to address some of the, even though you've been here in Virginia a while, uh, it, to address the public and uh, let them know about women's wrestling in Ferrum and uh, the club program, the school itself. So it is, you have the comm, sir. Uh, if anybody's interested in uh, coming to Ferrum, uh, go ahead and look up uh, ferrumpanthers.edu. Um, you know, my, my life now is dedicated to, uh, to building, you know, the best athletes, the best people, both on and off the mat. Uh, classrooms first, wrestling second. Um, I think Napoleon Hill uh, said it best that strength and growth come only through continuous effort and struggle. So uh, if you're looking to make yourself the best person that you can be, come to Ferrum. Come to Ferrum because that's what we're looking to do. It's a process. It's not going to be easy. Um, but if you're dedicated to that, to that change, uh, it's a good place to be. Bill Swink, your turn. My turn. Um, I, I, things are, are moving forward in Virginia. Um, you know, uh, the women's program, um, it, we've had, again, I thought we've had some really outstanding weight classes in our um, cadet and junior division this spring. Um, like to see those good kids out there, especially with the six classifications. Um, I like to see that 4A champ wrestling the 6A champ and the 3A champ and the private school champ. And we got to see a lot of that. Uh, this spring in the freestyle and Greco season. So that's exciting. And I'm excited with, you know, what, what Andrew's putting together with the, uh, and, and our Sonny Close, our junior director and Ross Chitomer, the uh, cadet director with these dual teams we're going to have coming up for the East coast and the cadet national duels and, you know, Bill Grubbs and David Manville and, and all the others, uh, working on the schoolboy duels and the kids nationals. Um, I'm excited. Uh, hope everyone takes advantage of these opportunities. And Andrew, since you're the executive director and you get paid for this type of thing, go for it, sir. <laughs> well, just to echo what Bill said, can't thank uh, everyone enough that, that uh, made this past weekend happen. Uh, Bill Grubbs and Gary Davis um, were all stars. Um, volunteering their time, making the tournament happen. But uh, it's freestyle Greco time. I love it because the one thing that everyone has in common during Greco freestyle time, whether you're a coach, an athlete, an official, is that you're there because you want to be there. You're not wrestling for your high school or because you want to put it on your resume. You're there because you're a wrestling junkie. So that's why I love this time of year. And to that end, uh, Thursday morning, I'm going to be hopping on a train uh, heading straight to New York City for Beat the Streets and get to watch uh, watch those men and women in Times Square, and then I'll hop a plane and, and head down to Atlanta for Southeast Regional. So um, I'm excited about checking that out for the first time. But uh, this is the best time of year if you're a real wrestling junkie and uh, for high school kids and under. It's it's national team time. 
National Team Time. Again, more information at virginiawrestling.com. Be sure to subscribe to this show on iTunes at virginiawrestling.com. You can also go to vawa.matttalkonline.com or just find it at matttalkonline.com. So for our, our guest, Chris Michael, Bill Swink, and Andrew Farrow, this is Jason Bryant, and you've been listening to the Virginia Wrestling Roundup. is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.